Hey, everybody. Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Tiorio, uh, your host, as always. Uh, tonight, I am. we're down a couple people. Um, Theo uh, got stuck at work. Jason's stuck at work as well. Um, so we're just going to kind of wing this on an opening. Um, we're supposed to have a guest uh, tonight, Michael Matteo Rossi, uh, director and writer, has been on the show. Um, sort of a few minutes behind, but I want to make sure we got started on time for everybody. Um, because we know sometimes a lot of people do follow us on our schedule and join us on Twitch. So, um, you know, we talked about this last week and I want to kind of touch base on it, uh, especially with the tragedy that did happen in Gaza today. So, um, you know, our, our thoughts do go out to those, uh, that are over in Israel and, and Palestine for that matter in the Gaza Strip, you know, of everything that's going on over there. Um, it is, it's a travesty to see what is taking place, um, over there. Um, we know this has been going on for quite some time though. Um, but innocent civilians are being impacted. So uh, I, I implore, you know, this is going to fall on deaf ears over there, but I implore everyone to kind of just, you know, regardless of which side you're on, right. We have to think about the civilians, the innocents that are being impacted, uh, especially when you have, you know, a hospital get hit, you know, by, um, and and injured a ton of people that were already injured seeking help so you know let's let's look you know thoughts and prayers out to them um so this past week we saw some some interesting news um the england's regulatory board did finally approve the activision blizzard uh merger with microsoft and xbox um, so that is now an official thing. We are now living in an age where, um, you know, a console manufacturer owns an actual publisher now, um, and that publisher being Activision. Um, so we'll see how this is going to affect the landscape. Um, when you, when you look at the landscape of everything right now in gaming with a lot of the consolidation happening, um, you know, Activision, albeit yes, Call of Duty, um, you know, there's not a ton of other games that um, that are immensely popular where we look forward to a yearly or two years um, release on those games. Um, you know, you've got World of Warcraft. Let's see what happens, what Microsoft does with with that. Um, it The other games, you know, I think coming to Xbox are going to be great because, frankly... Xbox, hate says yes. I've been kind <clears> of <throat> supporting Xbox a little bit as of late. Um, I did dabble in the Series X, um, but it's no longer on my desk. I did finally get my P- uh, PS5 back, and that is on my desk. Series X has kind of moved on um, because, frankly, what happened like the last time is that there's just not a lot outside of Halo and Forza for me to play on on Xbox. And unfortunately, I think that outside of third-party support, there's not those first-party games that we come to expect from Xbox, right? Um, in the heyday, you know, you had Gears of War, you had a Halo, you had Forza. Um, you know, you even back in the day, we had Mass Effect, which was, which people forget, right? Mass Effect 1 was a console exclusive on the Xbox. That's where it started with BioWare, Um so now, you know, we'll see how things play out for that. Um, 
but I really want this deal to be beneficial for Xbox, the Xbox community. Um, when you look at the grand, the grand scheme of things, right. And we look at the, the landscape of first party titles. Yes. Starfield just came out. Um, however, for me, I stopped playing that after a week or two because it was the same Bethesda games for me. So if you've ever played elder scrolls, um, you know, or fallout, you're used to the mechanics, right. You're used to how they tell their stories. And I'm not saying it's not a good story, right. Bethesda's always been really good at their storytelling. It's just the game didn't hit with me mechanically. Um, even seeing a game on a series X versus X cloud, you know, it was gorgeous. The, the visuals were, were very, very beautiful. Um, some of the best I've seen come out of Bethesda, right? However, with that being said, the planets were still barren. There wasn't a lot of life to them, right? There was outposts here and there, um, but ultimately it didn't hit with me. Now I understand it kind of like Tears of the Kingdom, right? It has its audience. I love Zelda. I've always loved Zelda going all the way back um, to Super Nintendo days and Link to the Past. It is my favorite Zelda game. Tears of the Kingdom, I stopped playing it because I just didn't like the mechanics. Not saying anything against, like, say, Theo, right, who loves the game, was playing it a ton before he got back on his Animal Crossing kick. And then you look at, you know, Jerry with Red Dead Redemption, right? Same type of thing. Not a fan of the mechanics. Didn't hit well with me, but they love that game. So um with starfield right you got people that love the shipbuilding mechanics and that we're seeing some amazing creativity out of that um with people pulling famous ships out of science fiction and and replicating those into the game you know we've had the pelican we've had you know uh serenity we've had some stuff from star trek a lot from star wars we, i've seen the a-wing the y-wing x-wing the razor crest um to name a few so the mechanics are fantastic for the people that love it just didn't set well with me so um and then another reason is i had bought the xbox for forza specifically forza motorsport i've never been a horizon fan i played it dabbled in it um but it's not i'm not a fan of it as I am for some motorsport. When it comes to those open world type games, Need for Speed Most Wanted will always be my favorite. Um, I was kind of hoping we have Jerry on time uh, so we can kind of talk about Forza versus Gran Turismo. And side by side, I have Gran Turismo on my PS5. Um, I think that Forza mechanically is Forza. It is the same driving experience that you expect out of Forza. Um, however, it does have a little bit more of that arcadey feel where, you know, the other cars that you're racing against have no problem diving down into you and, and trying to wreck you, right? Whereas Gran Turismo, the cars are actively, you know, yes, you'll have bumping. And as I say in, in Days of Thunder, you know, he didn't bump you, he didn't rub you. You know, or he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. Robin's racing, right? Um, you have some of that in Grand Turismo, but it's more so in Forza. I had cars that dove down into me, you know, to knock me out and stuff like that. And I don't, so that took away from a little bit. But I think where Grand Turismo is better than Forza is that 
the photo mode on Grand Turismo is just way, way better. Um, the cityscapes add a lot to be able to take shots with your cars. Grand Turismo or uh, Forza, it is just side by side in your garage. You just take a picture, you spin it around, that's it. You don't really have a lot to really do with it. Um, also, it seemed like Gran Turismo does a lot better job with the ray tracing and displaying it at 4K on a 4K HDR monitor. Forza, some of the visuals felt a little bit flat to me. Um, and I think we saw a lot of the CGI um, cinematics, if you would, when we saw the trailer for Forza. So with that, I think that it it's it's a great game. And the Xbox community absolutely deserves a really good racer. Um, Gran Turismo, for me, from a visuals perspective, is a lot better game. Now, from a handling perspective, I did still enjoy driving a little bit more in Forza than I do in Gran Turismo. Um, but Gran Turismo is way more of a simulator than Forza is. Um, also, being a photographer, I love photo mode. Uh, like, I, It's one of those things I love about the you know, the, the PlayStation studios, right. And their photo modes, you look at, um, what horizon does, um, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, um, from insomniac. I, even some of the, a little bit that, um, Sony Santa Monica put into theirs. I still think, um, sucker punch with the photo mode they did for ghost of Tsushima is by far the best one. Insomniac had a really good one with Ratchet and Clank as well with Rift Apart. Um, but I still think Ghost of Tsushima is still by far the best photo mode. And I absolutely love taking pictures inside of Grand uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And equally, you look at what they did with Gran Turismo. Love taking shots in there with the different cityscapes that they did. The way that when you rotate the car, if there's lights, like it's a nighttime shot, the way they reflected off the cars. So with that, I I enjoyed my time on the Series X. It is it is a workhorse, no doubt about it. But my my heart will always be with Nintendo, and it will always be with PlayStation. Um, those are you know I yes I dabbled in Xbox, and I absolutely love Halo. Halo is probably top 10 or top 15 of my all-time favorite franchises. <clears throat> um, you know, yes, it did start going off rails once Bungie left and went to do destiny. Um, you know, John one, one seven, we, we know that story, right. And going back to halo one and playing that again, playing, you know, a bit of halo two, it revives what made halo great. Um, I know season five just launched for Halo Infinite and people are touting that it's really, really great with the new 4JI, the new cosmetics and the new suits that you can do. Um, but it's not enough for me to keep Xbox. I get it. Game Pass is a tremendous value and I will not knock it any further. It's got a great selection of games um, for those that are budget conscious right now, <clears throat> especially with the economy that we got right now with inflation and everything. It offers a lot um, because you're paying that, you know, that if you do it monthly, you're paying a flat monthly fee. If you do it, you know, yearly, whatever it is, right. You've got that as well. Um, it just doesn't have enough for me 
that I can't get on PlayStation. You know, I could easily do PlayStation plus premium um, and, and get all of that. So for me, I'm, I'll stick to X cloud because I can still play Halo. I could still play Forza. If I really wanted to, I could go in and play Starfield through it. Um, I don't need the the series X or a series S that way. Um, it ran pretty well on my, on my MacBook pro aside from the queuing lines, which um, a lot of people have seen, been seeing that it does take, you know, 10, 20 minutes to queue into a server to play on xCloud. I get it. It's still in beta. But you would think from a perspective that Microsoft is wanting to drive that and, and looking at gaming for everybody that they'd have a little bit better, more robust server system. Um, you know, it depends on what their data center is like. Uh, you know, they are running on the, the Azure cloud system. <laughs> So depending on where their, their servers are housed, you know, um, but in the end, you know, I, I want Xbox to be successful always. Like we, yes, we have disagreed with Xbox over the years of our podcast, right? Just for the, some of the decisions they made and where they're going. I absolutely love what Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond are trying to do with xbox and trying to bring it back to prominence right um but for me it'll still be playstation nintendo um playstation has the franchises that i play nintendo franchises that i love you know and have grown up on um nothing will ever replace uncharted for me um and that is something that you know, when at essentially Fan Expo Denver, I was able to meet Nolan North and have a conversation with him. And Uncharted came into a part of my life when things were kind of dark for me, you know, um, and it helped pull me back out of it. And and I related to the story. I absolutely loved it. Um, and I love every single game, one, two, three, four, and legacy. And I love legacy because it made it a different, took a different take on things, right? You with Chloe and Nadine versus always being Nathan Drake. That being said, as much as I would love another Uncharted, I think they sent Nathan off into the sunset with Uncharted 4 in a in a great way. Um now that's not to say I don't agree with PlayStation all the time, but some of the decision-making we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, both with the PlayStation five slim, as well as just Jim Ryan, some of the decisions he's made. Um, I think that the PlayStation portal would have been better served by going with a new Vita, but that's just me. I love, I love the Vita. Um, I have one you know, we've all talked about. I've got that, that nice blue um, console there. Um, and it has my my classics that I absolutely love, um, especially especially Crown Trigger, one of my all time favorite games. That's one of the big reasons I will never get rid of my Vita until you know the Switch ends up getting Chrono Trigger or we get a remake on it. Um, Nintendo again, Zelda, Metroid, Mario, Mario Kart. Those are Fire Emblem. Those those are fantastic franchises that I absolutely love. Um, admittedly, I never touched Fire Emblem until hit GameCube. I just never really got around to playing it. And I didn't have a, a GBA at the time. So 
it was great experiences and I, I love every single one of them. Um, now since, you know, playing it on GameCube with Wii and, uh, now the switch with even Fire Emblem engage it, it's not your typical Fire Emblem, but it's still great and it looks beautiful. Love the kind of what they're looking at without the game mechanics and whatnot. So, um, anyways, I digress. Let's get, let's get back to the Activision. Um, series so i mean yes you are getting um call of duty crash bandicoot tony hawk um you know those are the games coming to um let's see what else are we getting um sekiro was produced by activision um you know skylanders king's quest um, those are the games coming out of, you know, Activision, oh, and Spyro, um, they're going to be coming to Xbox. And I think they absolutely do need to get those. Um, I do want to see what happens with the games that are not Call of Duty. Um, we do know that back during when all this was starting to happen with, um, with the whole trial and everything, the, F- the FTC and everything, we know that Sony turned down a off a contract to have all of Activision titles on the PlayStation. Um, they turned that down, only went with COD in the end. So it'll be interesting to see if we do see those games cross-platform. I think the other thing that, and I I will have to agree with Jim Ryan on this, right, is that normally speaking, when you're building a console, you get your dev kits out to your publishers ahead of time so they can get the games built for it. Um, they can see what it's running, um, what advancements it's going to be making for your games and in this case we're we're now looking at xbox owning a publisher with blizzard of course doing overwatch and an activision does sony still send out the dev kits to activision and, and Blizzard, so they can start getting games ready for launch of the system or shortly thereafter. And Jim Ryan was very cautious, would probably be a more political term, right? He was more, he was cautious and concerned about sending over a dev kit to a competitor who owns a publisher. Because that is the one thing in this, in this landscape is we know there's PlayStation and Xbox. They generally going toe-to-toe when it comes to the specs on the systems so if playstation were to send a dev kit over to xbox xbox would see hey this is all the hardware that's running it this is what it's going to be doing our new xbox isn't up to par with it we need to do some changes right so it'll be interesting to see what playstation does and for the activision blizzard fans that are out there that are on on playstation i don't i would agree with playstation if they if they don't send over dev kits i wouldn't blame them one bit because you do need to keep your your stuff preparatory until you actually make the official announcement that hey this is what it's going to be um because a lot of times dev kits are out there in the you know beforehand we know with the switch too we know the switch two is coming right and we do know from reports that it was at tokyo game show and Gamecom. So they were showing off kind of some of the capabilities of what the Switch 2 is going to be. Do you imagine if now Activision being owned by Xbox? Nintendo doesn't necessarily need to worry about that because they're in the portable game. 
And from the reports, it's going to be as powerful as a PS4 or a three or a uh, Xbox One. So um, they don't necessarily need to worry, but PlayStation does because, uh, admittedly, they're running very similar specs. Although the systems are, you know, different in how they use the architecture, but they're almost using the same type of architecture. So. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, some other news that did come out this past week was um, Pete Hines, who has been as much of a face of Bethesda uh, as Todd Howard has, uh, has decided he is leaving Bethesda after 24 years of being with that studio. Um, Pete Hines is kind of cut from the same similar mold as like, Phil Spencer, where he just wants gaming to be out there for the masses. Um, he, when you look at his interviews, even when we got to see him, um, the and I got to see him at E3 15, 14. No, it was 14. E3 14 is when we went to, we got to see the, the presser and stuff. Um, so, Oh, look at here. Look at this. Look at this morose, motherfucker joining in here. what's up <laughs> well did you uh, uh run a little late doing this solo buddy oh hey what's up we baby? are now we are now doing couch co-op <laughs> oh nice <laughs> okay i, I like it been, i can dig it i've just been talking so um for whatever reason michael Mateo rossi couldn't make it tonight so um we'll end up retitling the episode and everything after we're done but um okay. so yeah so what you missed is I kind of was talking about Activision is now officially owned by Xbox. That deal is completely closed. Now the CMA uh, over in England said, cool, we're good to go. They signed off. Um, You know, kind of get your take on this is now that Xbox owns a publisher officially 100%. Mm -hmm. One of the things, yes, we disagree with Jim Ryan on a lot of things. And we voiced that is that, one of Jim Ryan's concerns was that do we send dev kits now to the enemy, so to speak? Would you uh, blame Would you blame PlayStation if they don't send dev kits to Activision until pretty much close to launch of the console? Yeah, but I mean, even if they wanted to be that petty, wouldn't like that would just hurt their customer base because they wouldn't have enough time to to work on the game or have it, mm-hmm. you know ported for for ps5 or i don't know it's a tricky situation to where <laughs> i mean i mean really it's it, the balls in playstation's court like are, are they gonna suck petty. it up and just yeah, well the thing yeah. about it is like your consoles right your dev kits are usually out roughly six months to a year before the console comes out give or take mm. yeah so Think about this, right? Is yes, you send out your your dev kit, right? You see all the architecture, see what they're doing. Xbox is going to go, oh crap! Our our Xbox seven twenty or whatever they're going to call the next series, right? It yeah. doesn't it doesn't sync up with what PlayStation is about to throw out at everybody. We need to make some changes super quick, you know. And then they could come out with a, a beefier console, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. So. I don't, um, I, just, I don't know. I just in some way, shape or form, PlayStation is going to have to cave in some way if they want 
I think if they want those games to come out in, in a timely fashion or, mm-hmm. or they're going to have to suck it up and do what Xbox did back in the day when, uh, when mm-hmm. they wanted the, those exclusives um, or the exclusives that got uh, that timed out like Tomb Raider for what was, was exclusive for about a year or two years or something like that. And then it finally went to Xbox. That's mm-hmm. probably what they're going to have to do. They're probably like we, as the, as the uh, PlayStation fans are probably going to have to wait for the games if they're not going to work with Xbox. <laughs> I mean, as, as we said, if they want to be petty, but so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't blame. I still wouldn't blame PlayStation if they were petty as hell. Yeah. But, but is that the smart play? I don't think so. Like I, I like, honestly, they, they fought, they lost. So this is, this is what's going on now. This is the new norm. So pivot and figure it out because you can't just think about your, you know, your bottom line, you have a fan base, you have a customer base that, you know, that's loyal. So you got, you got to be thinking about them too. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's yeah. It's a crapshoot, dude. It really is a crapshoot. Not you really don't know what they're going to do, based mm-hmm. uh, like based on their other moves, especially like when they were, you know, going going against the, yeah, uh, the court case. It's just <laughs> yeah, and um, plus all the other moves they've been making that we've been questioning, <laughs> like yeah, it, we've. It's, it's, we've discussed it. I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if it was like an oh oh crap moment, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. And, here, I, <laughs> and then speaking of that whole rivalry, I, I did make the announcement that there is a shiny. Oh, you did. PS5 sitting on my desk. Back at Sony. And that there is no Xbox on my desk. <laughs> and why I left Xbox. And I was talking to my wife about this the other day, right? And I was like, you know what? I, this happened the last time. You and I talked about it on the phone that. I got an Xbox. I was like, let's see what else they have because there's Halo and there's Forza and there's just Halo and Forza. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean the other older games, but like, I mean, how, why, why would you dive into those now when you have a new system? You want to play some of the new games, but what were some of the, no, no, were there, no, no. there were really a lot of new no. games. <laughs> no. uh, I, I mean, can play Final Fantasy okay, I mean, Fantasy Red Redfall? Redfall's there. <laughs> <laughs> i know dude it, it, it's tough i mean in in theory i would say like it was why it was, would i want to play a trash panda <laughs> no i, I mean, get it in, in theory the idea yeah. of like being able to play all the xbox games and stuff like that i can do it on I mean, x club yeah and we've talked about like I've, I've even been thinking about it but honestly it's just it just isn't nothing. like a need yeah unless you're a hardcore xbox fan and just like I mean, that's your system. Then, then go for it. That's that's you. But yeah, I already have two consoles. I, like, I and that's I the thing can't is, justify a third. I really can't. My wife was telling me she's like she even said that it's like you know what over over the years though there's always been two. They've always been Nintendo and PlayStation. That's it. Anytime I've dabbled in Xbox, it's lasted like two or three months, and then bye. <laughs> There was well, there was a good long while where I had an I was an Xbox and a PlayStation. I think you guys remember that I had an Xbox One, yeah, for a, a good while, and 
at the apartment just, with Pierre. I, yeah, walk and I just, in and be like, I just oh, look, never he had touched it. Yeah, I just never. T- I was always on my PlayStation. That's what led me to get a Switch, actually, because I knew yeah. I would at least utilize the Switch in, in a number of ways. Oh, I was going to get the Switch in, regardless. <laughs> oh no, I thought about it. You know? I was like, dude, I have an Xbox, but then I was thinking, I mean. How, wait, when was the last time I turned on my Xbox? So, yeah, I was thinking, like, I'm going to take a look at the Switch. Yeah. yeah. And here we are, right? We've got, I was looking at the, the Switch online. And I got how many, we're coming yeah. up on another and anniversary already. From, from what that. you're probably about to mention, I'll just say in general, that's the other thing. They've been killing it with their their online with their with, and with their catalog of old nostalgia games and retro games. Yeah, they're killing it. But and furthermore, right? We've been on Switch Online five years and thirty days. Oh, does it say that on the Switch? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> it tells you. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and yes, folks, I do have Jack. From Animal Crossing, of as course, my, as my icon, <laughs> celebrating Halloween, and it'll go back ooh, to ooh, it'll speaking, go back to Brewster. Speaking of which, of Halloween, uh, oh, I know uh, you and the family are are uh, big uh, big time like celebrators of Halloween. Are you guys doing a, a group costume again? We're Super. not going to do a group costume this year. Oh, Just okay. Haven't had time, and the boys, you know what? We let them pick out costumes. Um, so you're doing your own. That's cool. But you're all dressing one, up, though. I'm not. I'm just gonna just. I might. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I haven't had much time this year. We'll see. Like I've been so busy. <laughs> but um, no. So um, one is going as Charmander, and then the other is going as Bingo from Bluey. Sweet. So <laughs> that's funny. We got their costumes and everything. Um, but where were we? Oh, we digress. Back to back to place the next spot. But so. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what ha- you know what happens as far as the merger and stuff goes. Um, but I'm glad you at least were able to join at this point because this is something we we talk about a lot with movies specifically. Um, is that um, Best Buy announced the departure so of physical movies That's being so sold sad. by them. That's scary. I'm, I, that's, dude, I wish Jason was here. He he probably. Oh no. Oh no. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the first sign. First sign of the Armageddon of no no physical now. <laughs> well, I mean, like from for me specifically, I've been digital only for quite a while now. Well, um, I, I really shouldn't talk because I I have two with, with my with DVDs. Dude, I'm the same. But your your collection and Theo's collections, yeah, but, dwarf what I have. But I, I actually had my collection in physical form, which like mm-hmm. was just such a problem, especially when I moved. I mean, I had more boxes of DVDs than I did and clothes. Blu-rays, yeah. yeah, and Blu-rays than I did clothes and video games combined. Like I and you got to couldn't and do you got to pack them just right and you make sure nothing gets stacked on them oh, and, oh, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. nothing um, touched them. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, it is it is kind of bittersweet, like for me, like that we're at this point, right? Because we know. I mean, I used to work at Best Buy, and after I left Best Buy, I went to Blockbuster. I was with Blockbuster for ten and a half years. I can remember putting building the first DVD section at Blockbuster, right? That's yeah. Back when it was yeah, one, cool. it was so one cool. bay section, on the wall, DVD right? section, yeah, one singular bay. If you had a DVD player, oh yeah, yeah, the new sections over there. 
so yeah dude and it wasn't even new movies really it was all just like back, it was like heat and titanic and all, all the blockbusters that got converted early yeah yeah, yeah. you had you had slim picking yep. especially all those movies everyone saw yep. already and then i can i can remember the advent of blu-ray right that yeah. coming on and having dvd and blu-ray and stuff like that um and then so for then me the big debate blu-ray and hd and part of that yeah which <laughs> We all knew Blu-ray was going to win out on that one. HD was, you know, they're still trying to push, you know, ultra high def right now, UHD discs. And we don't see those selling as much. And I think that's because you look at what Apple TV can do on a true 4K TV and it looks realistic. So it's like, you know, it's but, more viable to get a, a, a but here's a, decent streaming here's device. Debate, though, is you look at physical DVDs, and movies and Blu-rays are disappearing now. And we know one, it costs quite a bit to manufacture those. Um, you look at the stores like Best Buy, right? At one point, like those movie sections took up the entire middle of the store, right? You'd walk in and there's your yeah. movie section and they've slowly been shrinking over the years. Um, and I think that just shows you though, there's no profit to be made in a digital era, right? There's, there are the people who like physical you know, especially with gaming, which mm-hmm. they are still going to carry physical games. They're not going to get yeah. rid of physical games at the moment. But right. But if you notice, those sections are starting to shrink as well at. Or you know, actually, five. they're getting combined. Well, yeah, they're getting shrunk down and then it's like, OK, now we're going to have half an aisle Xbox, half an aisle, half an aisle PlayStation. PlayStation. The other side is Nintendo. Yeah, they're condensing then, a lot. Nintendo's still going to take up an entire wall. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, then, um, but they're kind but of they're, you look they're at, almost they're almost sandwiching the video game section and the like collectibles and toys section now. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of like the physical media sad. section. Yeah. It is sad. And it's granted, I have a all digital PS5. Okay. But that's just because I adopted digital because it just made more sense because I'd rather have more room for this stuff. Yes. <laughs> than game cases. Um, but I understand the need and the want for physical games. I absolutely do. I've never, you know, yes, Theo and I will sit there and, and draw you guys all the time <laughs> about physical but I get it. I really well, get it. And, and we know our time is finite. We know. Yes. But that, that's Best Buy's going. Best Buy's going. Like, first stake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, first first peg. <laughs> yeah. First stake is in the ground. Nails that, in the coffin. Worries me. Um, I'm sure that's what worries yeah. Jason, too, is like, mm, this is just the beginning. Especially, I think when you look at, still, I think you'll, when you look at like Target, right? Those sections, the. PlayStation, Xbox, and, and Nintendo sections have still been the same size, right? They haven't shrunk down or anything like that. Well, at the majority mainly, of the stores, they can they can um, afford it. Tar- Target and Walmart can afford it. Like uh, the one one mm-hmm. of the craziest. Um, uh, well, I don't think this is this. T- st- well, st- my, well, my Walmart or, stores out here have shrunk. Their well, PlayStation and that's and that's what I'm thinking too. Like a year, I would say like ten years ago when streaming was still in an, kind of in in its infancy, yep. um, and DVDs were still more prevalent. Um, Walmart, uh, I I've, someone told me about this. I w- it was insane. Walmart uh, takes up like fifteen to, or twenty to thirty percent of the film industry alone in sales because of their sales from DVDs. 
but mm-hmm. that form is really becoming extinct. I would not be surprised if I saw, if we saw uh, either target or Walmart do the same thing. And once that happens, that's going to be the well, major peg because they're major distributors for DVDs. Best well, Buy is a, a more kind of its own where it doesn't make a huge impact with DVDs, but they used to have a, a huge variety. Some, some targets are actually removing their movie sections. I was talking to yeah, see, uh, it, that, Tony Polanco on, on Twitter, right? And he said that his stores out there in New York, in New York city, we're starting to remove their movie sections. Yeah. See it, it's, it, it's you go, coming. you walk into a target right now, even the store here in, in L town, right. Is it, that's a huge real estate section that movies are taking up. And when you look at real estate inside your store is prime, you need to be able to utilize it to make you the most profit. Yeah, we we talk about inflation and how all that stuff, but when it comes down to an actual store, you know, Jerry, you've done, you know, it'd be like at when you were working at game, right? Game and play. that gameplay, right? And you started, you were carrying something that, you know, because you guys carried like the old stuff too, right? Yeah. So say it was um you had a big giant Wii U section, okay? Pick up say two base on a wall, okay? And it wasn't selling. That's dead space for you We've that been. you could easily. But what I'm saying is you could, if it got to the point where it was absolutely zero dollars moving out of that section, or it was minimal to where it wasn't really, oh, it yeah. wasn't you, moving the line. You yeah, pull it sure, down. Yeah, yeah you pull it down. And, yeah, make it smaller. So, and, uh, for, yeah, promote something else. So for like Target to do that, I mean, that's a huge that, area. That's a big move. Yeah. For, for them to start doing that. Um I know it's it's the DVD section at, or the movie section at my store is shrinking a little. They've now expanded books a lot more. Um, you know, physical media or physical books, which is funny because you've got, you know. I do like that's actually been growing from what I've iPads, heard. But you also are starting to see the resort, the reemergence of vinyl. And you start seeing sections yeah. growing for vinyl records. Um, you know, so it it'll be interesting to see how everybody else flows. Um, I honestly think probably Amazon's going to be the last man standing with DVD sales. Um, and I, then, I think that, I think honestly that or uh, Amazon or eBay will be like the, the quintessential places to go if you want a DVD or like yep. mom and pops places that sell retro, but yeah, I think I, I, now that you're pawn saying shop. that Target, yeah, and pawn shops, like now that you're saying yeah. that Target is following suit and slowly like taking yeah. out the DVD section, you know, that's that's the second peg. When when Walmart makes that announcement or starts mm-hmm. doing that, that's going to be a huge impact to the uh, to the uh, film industry because that revenue for years, you know, saved movies like like uh, okay a great example grandma's boy okay everybody yeah. loves that movie everybody talks about it it's, it's got its own cult following it was a theatrical it, bomb ter- right it bombed in the theater but then it it tripled its sales on what it made on dvd well, sales you look at that you look at fanboys same thing so, same thing that you know, why, that's why it's streaming um, like on netflix and why it's more it's yep. relevant 
People love those, but that's the thing. The DVD sales saved it. Now it's it's completely turned to where that's what they're also trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it sucks, man. It's scary, but... It sucks, but also you look at the manufacturing costs, right? Is you still yeah. had to, as a studio, say, hey, if we're going to print half a million copies on disc, right? You have your your costs for shipping, your costs for labor, your costs for manufacturing, get it in the stores, then you're going to have to try for, and get a little now bit of profit for, out for of it. Now, yeah, now. For now. Back, back um, then, it, it was oh. it, it was worth it to, to make the DVDs yes. because shooting on film and like VHS and any other forum was just too expensive. DVDs, you, you, they had the assembly line. They could just do it. But now, like you said, now yep. all those factors are coming in because the sales are, are and you make more, more profit off of digital, right? You know, instead of taking, so you look at Apple takes what a third of the cut, give or take ballpark probably. Yeah. Like, a, like something like certain that. percentage. Yeah. But even a, then, if, even if you round it up, right. They take a third of the cut. Right. So if you charge 20 bucks for a movie, okay. Apple's taking seven bucks. Okay. Let's just round up for, we'll, we'll do, we'll do uh nerd math here. We're going to round up. <laughs> you know? All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do nerd math. Um, you know, so, so you're still, you're making $14. Okay. Even when the, if the movie's on sale for 10, right. Apple takes three bucks. Again, we'll nerd math it. We'll round down and make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you're still making six bucks off of that, right? But if you look at a $5 or $10 movie in the store, either as a DVD or a Blu-ray, which they still make DVDs, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, though, right, you still look at the manufacturing costs. All of that, plus your cost to get it to, you know, to distribution and stuff, you're only making... Maybe All of those factors bucks. are now hidden because before yes. it, w- it was viable to, to, to take those chances because Correct. no matter what, even the DVDs would sell. Even, even yes. B-movies made more money in DVD Oh, my sales. God. It, it was insane. Like, that. that's how we kept getting more Dude, and more, like, different kinds of movies. Or, even... Or, yeah. Even horror movies that were edited down to be rated R movies sold really well <laughs> on DVDs. Yeah. Right? Um, I still remember the movie pirates when that came out, like we had to put stickers on all the boxes, make sure this was like mature content. Right. <sighs> um, and it was, it came out right about the same time as one of the pirates of the Caribbean. So at oh. blockbuster, right. We had them like kind of near <laughs> each other on the wall. And I remember one one night, this lady comes up with her kids, right? The kids were like eight oh, or no. nine, right? And they had pirates. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, you realize this isn't the right one, right? And she goes, oh, what do you mean? This looks like pirates. I'm like, no, 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 no. This it is looks like. <laughs> and it's for, it's for uh, adult content. You're going to want to go with this one, you know? And it's like, but to your point, the look B-movies, like those indies still did well. You know, and I and, think- and it gave those studios a chance to like put something else out, mm-hmm. but that that's kind of hasn't changed because now that there are a few more uh, entities I, to stream, uh, those opportunities are still there. But the sales that were most important because that the DVD sales really kicked it up a notch. Like like I said with Grandma's Boy, 
it it it, it was it cost like a couple million like maybe i would I, it was a low, it was a low budget with everybody that was in it but uh, yeah still, ballpark like 10 15 million dollars yeah. to make it, it, it didn't even make that in the in box office but it tripled in dvd mm-hmm. sales see where and i think it, this is it's gonna hurt yeah. right to your point right with sales numbers right where i think this is gonna hurt is indies right because you would put those out on on disc, right? You'd have it carried in a Best yeah. Buy, Walmart, or Target. People are browsing, looking through, right? It, it's back to the old adage of Blockbuster, right? You were just walking through the section and be like, oh, the box art catches your eye. You look at it, you read the synopsis, and it, it sounds interesting. good. I'll give it yeah, a try. Let's, let's give it a try, right? Why not? Now, now, when you have like Netflix and stuff like that, it's like the algorithms have the potential to bury it. That is true. It, it's harder to find yeah. those, those little gems and, and those kind of movies, unless they're being promoted or, you know, yeah. if they just, if they pop up on your feed. Yep. Yeah. It's a, so we're in a, it, it's a, we're in a weird like Avenue, like a weird no. road that like, and what's funny is our generation specifically. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll pull the age card right now. It's our <laughs> generation specifically. I mean, because I'm, I'm not that much older than you. Let's just let's no. just be honest, right? Is that our generation has seen massive technology swings over our lifetime, yeah. right? We, we saw, and, and if you think about it, we're the last generation that lasted without computers. Like we grew up. We I, knew remember, when, I remember when when we got our yeah. first computer. It was insane. And then, I do too, and it was like fifty meg of yeah. And, and the, the like, what infuriates me is like the the newer generation they don't they don't understand dial up and the frustrations like, that dude, it all came with. Like mm, I can just you dude, I can imagine your know. mom. You're online oh, trying God. to do something. I can imagine oh, your mom God. going, Jerry. Oh God! Or or I would hear banging on the mouse like it, it's yeah. it, that's not that's it's not going to make it work. That's not like. <laughs> Dude, I think the best is like uh, Star Trek Four, Voyage Home, when they're like Scotty sits out at the computer and it's got the mouse, and they're like, "You got to use the mouse." Hello, computer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's like how Hello, quaint. <laughs> um, but no, seriously though, we we knew technology before internet. Yeah, like they call us kind of the Oregon Trail generation because we grew up on little. Apple two E's in a little like room in the school, you know, that's how we got introduced computers, but my, there was well, no internet. My, my high schools got the color, the colorful. That was my era. Oh, we was, ours was green screen. The little oh, Apple no, oh, green we, screen. We, we got the app yeah. with the IMAX, but the colorful ones, the see-through. Oh yeah. We didn't have the, we had those later, you know, cause uh, I mean, I figured I graduated 97. I mean, a couple of years right. before you, but not much. <laughs> um, cause you're what oh, class four. of Oh four. Yeah. Okay. Well, seven. Years. So I'm a little. It's a little. But yeah, a tad. A tad. A scotch. <laughs> a scotch. A minuscule amount. <laughs> um. But you know, we we had the advent of the internet. What dial up was? I mean, I can remember <gasps> AOL fourteen four. AOL. Oh god, I'm, I'm triggered. Oh my god. And then it finally got you know twenty eight eight. And then eventually it was like 48. No, Remember 49, MSN whatever. and like, oh God. Like they don't even know. They don't even know. Like when we wrote our papers, we had to actually still go to the library. Even though we had internet, we had, we could just go to the library. Right. We didn't have 
AI. We didn't have chat GPT or anything like that for our research. It was straight up go pull books out yeah. of the library. Pull a film from out. the libraries. They were still free, but they were on the subject. I could still yeah. remember like stacks of book on a tape. Like when I was in college writing a paper on the JFK assassination, just tons of books at my table, just kind of going through source material and writing my paper off of it. And then cell phones, you know, yeah, dude. we have the advent of cell phones. Now we have the advent of streaming. Like our our generation has been through yeah, a we were lot from a technology the beginning of cell phones, really technology. You know, we we've seen the evolution yeah. from pagers to cell phones if to you now told, the BlackBerry to, to iPhones. Man, we've hey, seen it all. Don't don't knock the BlackBerry. I miss my. BlackBerry. Oh no, I don't I love knock the thing. BlackBerry, it, dude. It was a it was a fucking beast dur- during the early nineties or dude actually, having a full late nineties and two thousands. Dude, yeah. that was that was the phone to have, but but like. It was really like if you were in a business or you you worked at a business, you had a BlackBerry. Like yeah. it, I did it because I didn't want an Android. <laughs> and iPhones were just at that point. Nokia. iPhones, um, iPhones were just way too expensive, and I wanted something oh. with a full QWERTY keyboard on it. You know, for for sending texts and stuff like that. So yeah. I went with a BlackBerry, and I loved it. They had a really good travel app too, like for booking flights and whatnot. It was yeah. actually a really good thing, but, uh, dude, it was the black. That's why, like, it was an unsung hero, dude. Like everyone remembers when it died, but nobody remembers like it, dude, it really it was alive. It utilized a lot before any, anything else. Yeah. Really. There were the, there, like, remember there were Palm pilots. There were like, uh, I forgot what the other ones they called other than Palm pilots, but, but yeah, you, you needed an internet connection where you physically had to eth- plug in ethernet. Yep. No, when the moment the Blackberry came out, dude, it was like, it revolutionized yeah. business and like it, it got the businessmen like, I would say like more aggressive, more, and, and, and it helped the business industry, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, it was a monster. Uh, I, I don't knock it, dude. It was it was a good phone. I and I remember when they tried to bring it back, right? And they tried to do it an Android oh, system, dude. and I'm like, dude, this is trash. Like, oh no, I, like, I already well, the moment I saw it, I'm like, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna cave. What it yeah. sucks, yeah. They yeah, the moment I saw Android, I'm like, oh crap, dude, it's not gonna work, right? It's not gonna work. It's like it's not and, BlackBerry and, OS, and and that was the thing. The look was good too. It had a nice look. Physical oh, yeah, keyboard. it was the, it was like, the, lo- it was the BlackBerry look, and then they were putting on like Android, bro. It was like bad. putting on Raspberry Pi or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was so um, bad. So, yeah, it, it it will be interesting. Like this generation that's growing up right now in this moment, they will never understand what the magic of Blockbuster was, right? Going in and picking out the movies physically, right? going to pick out games physically, right. To rent them and whatnot. Um, yeah. You have games. I mean, go in and, and physically grab them. But everything's a service. I think you still have, isn't there still like game fly or can you like, no game fly starting to, they're, they're around, but they're starting to sell off a lot of their stuff now. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Netflix has now sent off their last by mail DVD. Wow. That's been shut down now. I mean, there is one blockbuster that is left in the entire world up in Bend, it's, Oregon. It's indib- independently owned. Though. I want it's franchised. So basically, oh, is it they, really? So it is the last franchise. They pay Blockbuster a still their franchise fee every single year. Blockbuster, who is owned by Dish, they're down in down in Denver still. Um, they every year they decide whether or not they're going to re- renew that. 
that license. So I, I personally want to try and take a trip to Bend, Oregon. Now, granted, it'd be pretty cool to go see, you know, Ben's studio, right. And go walk by the, the studio. Yeah. Right. But I would love just to just be able to go back to the oh, that last sweet. blockbuster. Be like, here's my, <laughs> here's my old, my old account. <laughs> have it memorized. Oh, um, sick. Oh yeah. I still remember, but that's the thing is that when we used to sign into our registers, we had to actually use the whole, our whole account number, right. To oh, sign okay. In, so. so yeah. Um, Dude, I, I would straight up, I, I don't even care if I don't come back. One. I would sign up for a membership. Oh yeah. I, I, I would no, totally want to get, get a card. Own. I want my, I want my old one back. Um, <laughs> you know, good old 90162. That's my first store. Nice. Um, but I would love to go see that store just to yeah, see uh, it one last time. Same with me. Or at least go for like um, a weekend and like go rent a couple, have a movie night, you know, help out the store, yeah. just check it out. And yeah, it'd be cool, man. Um, I just, it's a sad day. I, and I, I feel for you, for those of you that are on the physical side, I really, I truly do because this is now, this is that moment everybody's been dreading, right? That, like we talked about that first nail in the coffin, it's happening. Um, yeah. Eventually, eventually, I hate to say this physical is going to go away because at this point, right, there's now rumors for the switch Two that they're going to have a similar to like what PlayStation is doing. They're going to have a digital only version and then they're going to have a version where you can play the cards on it, which honestly, and this is going to surprise you. I actually will opt to spend more money to get the one where I can use cartridges as well as be digital for the switch for the switch, because that way is there's games. We'll buy one copy for the house so we can, and we'll go through all the switches oh. with it. Right. So go. instead of having to spend $120, $140, whatever, you know, for two copies, one digital, one physical, I can just buy one physical copy and we use it on all the systems. Yeah. Now that being said, games like Mario, uh, yes, I use one of my vouchers for Mario wonder on my switch. Oh, sweet. And I have a physical copy way to pick up at GameStop for Friday. Nice. So, <laughs> but when it comes to Nintendo, I will always try and go physical with that just because we have four in the house. So um so with that being said, I'll kick us off with what I've been playing. Yeah, what you've been playing. So, um we do have Forza. I did play that. Nice. Talking about it earlier before you joined. Um from a driving mechanic standpoint, I think that Forza is a better game from a driving mechanic standpoint, right? Um, but from as, as compared to Grand uh, uh, Turismo, right? Yeah. Okay. That just um, that, that those features that you like, you, you got to tweak the the vehicle and all that, and all in all aspects. Of well, the you game. still get to so you still get to tweak them. So let's look at the game as a whole, right? So from Forza, I, I like the driving mechanic better Mm -hmm. but um you know and i like the the upgradability for your cars because you as you drive your car you level it up you get car points that you can spend on the parts and everything like that whereas gran turismo you're leveling up but you have to use money to upgrade your cars so if you don't have the money can't upgrade your cars that's it um so from a visual standpoint gran turismo is way better on 
all aspects, visually speaking, oh, okay. Gran Turismo is better. Really? Because um, I've even heard that debate between those between I've those looked, two games. Yeah, you know, really? it's just from the ray tracing, how it looks on 4K. Like Forza Sweet. looks kind of arcadey. Kind of, it it felt like you know the Forzas of the past, right? It just it felt flat a little bit in terms of oh graphic wow, prowess. Okay. Like I think Forza Horizon looks a little bit better than Motorsport in terms of everything around it, right? So. But I get why people play it. Um, you know, there is there is Animal Crossing. Then taking <laughs> around on my island some more. Right on. Some shit again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, haven't really played a ton just because I had two shoots. Nice, dude. So I oh, that's that's right. I saw the last, post. That's you know, awesome. Last weekend, so still editing the second one, but with work and the shoots and family and everything, I just didn't play a ton. Uh, I did get you added on magic. Um, I've been toying around with magic. Um, and Oh, and yeah, that's right. Forgot, forgot to announce. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I finally caved. I caved. I'm on magic. Um, And I I did buy a few packs of uh, cards uh, way back in the, uh, in in, uh, uh, a couple months, but, uh, it was hard for but them. If you play home. enough, I mean, if you play enough, right, and you do the the daily challenges, you still can get packs. Like that's a, and time. that's the thing. You guys, you guys were not kidding. the The moment I started it and get, went through the tutorial, uh, I was already kind of getting a gist I, of it. And yeah, the more and more you play, the more you get it. Yeah. Well, I I won't play my mill deck against you right away. Oh yeah, screw you, dude! I already, like I already seen your oh, decks, and you just no, 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 automatically winning people. Online. Theo, Theo <laughs> hasn't seen the upgrade to the mill deck yet. Oh really? Um, I now have a card. It's an enchantment. I put two of them in it. That every end turn for the enchanted opponent, they have to mill cards equal to the amount of cards that went into their graveyard that turn. Oh, that sucks. So I have my mill mechanics for like oh. my, ruin, my ruin crabs where I play land, you mill three. I have all these different mill mechanics, right? Yeah. So even on my turn, right? If I mill you for six, at the end of my turn, you also have to mill an additional six because you lost, you had six cards go to your right. graveyard that oh, turn. Shit. Then you go to play, I counter your spell. You know, if I've got my... <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm not going to feel bad if I lose to you. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) That deck is that deck is a milling machine now. It's great. Um, That's awesome. And then I even put it into my my red blue control deck. Oh, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) So yeah, so think about this because the red blue control is I've got a lot of direct damage to creatures and stuff like that, like lightning strikes and and whatnot. So those count as cards going to the graveyard. So I have that enchantment out, right? Not only did I just kill your creature, I'm milling, I'm going to make you mill a card. Make you mill too. It's just an annoyance <laughs> like to, to do it. So gnarly. Okay. And, and whatnot. So um, there's just been that, but other than that, not much. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Um, what have I been playing? I've still been uh, knocking out uh, Lies of P. It is challenging, but I've been mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it. Um, I as I said, I j- I just started Lords of the Lords of the Fallen just to get through the tutorial. I'm gonna play it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm yep. gonna focus on finishing uh, Assassins because yeah, Wonder and Spider. Well, it's probably, I was gonna say um, we're about to get two games that are gonna yeah, take our attention: and Sp- in Spider- Wonder and, Spider-Man. and Spider-Man. Um, that's yeah, gonna take precedent. Sure. 
I had to make sure to get the, the PS5 back before Spider-Man on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, dude. So I can't. I can't. It's already pre. It, I already I've, pur- I've purposely only seen the first and like the second trailer or the that's teaser it. trailer. And that's I've, it. I don't want to see anything. I've ignored everything. Yeah. And this is one of the first games I've done that with. Um, I do need to focus trying to finish on FF 16. Um, now that I have the PlayStation back, I can finish out the last half of that game, but yeah, Spidey and wonder for Friday. Sweet bro. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Pretty much folks who hung out, you know, who hung out around for, uh, me by myself talking in you know, <laughs> <thin> air. <laughs> I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight and crashing game night. Um, you know, like I said, at the top of the show, um, please keep the folks, the innocent civilians over in Israel and Gaza, uh, Palestine in your, in your thoughts, because those civilians are getting impacted in ways that nobody should. I mean, they are now living in a war zone, um, especially that with that hospital that got hit by a, a airstrike, um, earlier today um, that already had injured patients in it to begin with. Um, you know, we, I, I want that thing to be over. It, with the the footage is, and it, it, it's, it's I'm, hard. It, it's just, it's unbelievable to think that it's yeah. just, it's, it's real. It's just, yeah, it's yep. so, so keep them in your thoughts. Hopefully this is a, we can get to a, a speedy ceasefire. I don't think that's going to happen though. This no, it's going to be on been, for a while. This has been brewing for a while. Um, because, you know, one side wants to absolutely annihilate the other side. If, you know, if one side were to lay down their arms, they would get wiped out. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're looking at it with. I, I wish we could find something, some common solution to fix that. So Common ground. Um, but, yeah. So I feel like what you heard, including me just rambling on by myself for the first half of the show. Uh you know, please drop us a follow. Head on over to crashinggamemat.com. Find the platform that you wish to follow us on. Uh, drop us a follow there. Um, I am working on a couple of guests for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, scheduling snafus will not show up, um, and we will have them on. So we'll kind of just surprise you guys with guests as they are uh, yes. happening that week. So um, I don't want to do anything premature like we did for this week and the week prior. So um, just with everything, guys, just please be excellent to each other that's right everyone and once let's pivot uh from the news to the to the war going on let's let's please uh once again have them all in our thoughts both sides let's both uh, let's hope uh they can come to a resolution and yes a ceasefire uh and once again let's we want to promote our same message you know uh, let's try and spread more love uh practice a little bit more compassion some patience and overall, let's all just try and do a little better and uh, help out when, mm-hmm. whenever we can. And uh, yeah, man, just show a, a bit more kindness, you know, someone's way. It can, it, it really does help. Hey, yeah. Uh, and steal Jason's thunder right now, and I'll steal Theo's. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna do Jason because all right, all right, my man, my man, Matt, take it home, baby. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Till next time, TTFN. That's off for now. See, we both did it. We both did it. See, we got this. We got this. We got it. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.